Welcome to episode 172 of The Recovery Show. This episode is brought to you by Lucy and Anne. They use the donation button on our website. Thank you, Lucy and Anne, for your generous contributions. This episode is for you. We are friends and family members of alcoholics and addicts who have found a path to serenity and happiness. We who live or have lived with the seemingly hopeless problem of addiction understand as perhaps few others can. Before we begin, we would like to state that though we at The Recovery Show may be in a 12-step program, we represent ourselves rather than the program. During this show, we will share our own experiences. The opinions expressed here are strictly those of the person who gave them. Take what you like and leave the rest. We hope that you will find something in our sharing that speaks to your life. My name is Spencer, and I'm your host today. September 30th is International Podcast Day, which, quote, is dedicated to promoting podcasting worldwide through education and public engagement, end quote. I listened to several podcasts about podcasting, and they've been talking about International Podcast Day and about promoting podcasting, about things we can do to promote podcasting, but it really got me thinking about why I do this, why do I keep on doing this? Why have I, with the help of many other people, created 172 episodes now of The Recovery Show over the past three and a half plus years? I thought it might be appropriate to talk about this particularly as it relates to my recovery and to Al-Anon recovery in general. The first reason that I wrote down about why I podcast is, well, I can. It's something I can do. And I think about this in, in many contexts. You know, there are a lot of things that I feel like need doing in the world. And there are some of them that I can do, that I have the ability to do, that I have the skill to do, that I have the aptitude and also maybe the desire um, and the energy to do. And podcasting is a thing that I can do. And it's a thing that I can do from my heart and from my experience. Also have had the technical background to to get started. And it was a little maybe a little easier for me to get started than for some people because I already understood something about recording audio on a computer, about editing it, and about making it available online. Although the specifics of podcasting, how how that works, uh, particularly the the part about making it available online so that you can download it to your phone and take it with you wherever you go, that I had to learn. As a person who does computer programming, at least I had some familiarity with the concepts and with the uh, some of the techniques already. And the second piece of my background that maybe made it easier for me to do this than uh, somebody who didn't have this background is that I spent several years of my life teaching and so I have that experience of sort of organizing a topic, hopefully in a way that helps to make it understandable to, uh, in the case of teaching, to my students, and in the case of podcast, to, to you, my listener. And so that those two factors together made it maybe a little easier for me to start podcasting and, and to keep going than for somebody without those factors. On the sort of the other side of the equation of the, the why rather than the how, as somebody who works and continues to apply in my life the, the 12 steps of the Al-Anon program in step 12, 
we I am encouraged to carry this message to others. And there are a lot of ways of doing that that, that I also uh, do participate in, such as uh, sharing in meetings and being a sponsor. But this is a huge part of the way in which I carry the message of recovery to others as I am uh, encouraged to do in Step 12. How did it happen that I actually got started making a podcast? Not something that I think for many of many people just sort of, oh, I'm going to do a podcast. Uh, how did this happen for me? What happened was I asked a guy to be my sponsor, and he said, yes. And then he said, and I do a recovery podcast, uh, mostly AA-focused, but would you like to bring an Ellen on voice to that podcast? And I had to think about that for a little bit because there's a difference, at least for me in my head, there's a difference between sharing openly in a meeting about my recovery and about my struggles and maybe talking about it on the internet. And, and so I did think about that a little bit about how did I feel about that and where, where would I set boundaries about what I would share and so on. And then I said, yes. And so I think it was March or April of that year, which would have been 2012, I think that I started participating with him on his podcast. And this is a AA-focused recovery podcast. It's at recoveredcast.com. It's called Recovered. And it's still going strong. He's, uh, I think, up in the 700s of episodes now. Uh, and I encourage you to check that out because it's it's a podcast that, that helps me in my recovery because even though the focus is AA, much of the discussion about recovery uh, applies no matter what our our drug of choice, my drug of choice is other people, uh, not alcohol, but uh, a lot of the recovery work is the same for me. And then I said, hey, you know, maybe we should like do an Elanon episode of the podcast. I think we had gotten some, some questions from his listeners about, I don't really understand this, this Elanon stuff. When, when Spencer talks, I'm baffled. I don't know what he's, I don't understand what he's saying. And I said, well, maybe we should do a, a an episode, you know, more specifically about Al-Anon, about why we're here, about what Al-Anon does for us, why, why we came to Al-Anon. And, and he turned around and said, actually, I think you should do a whole podcast about Al-Anon. Well, just as when he said, do you want to come on my podcast? When he said that, my reaction was what? <laughs> I, I, I can't do that. Uh, but. The, the idea sort of stuck in my head. I talked to some other friends who had been involved in or, or at least listening to the Recovered podcast, and, and we decided to give it a try. And so in December of 2012, we published our first episode. I think it was about 20 minutes long. The uh, technical quality is not very good. You can still find it at therecoveryshow.com slash one, the number one. Uh, if you if you want to check it out, uh, we just sat around my computer in a room and used the microphone built into the computer to record it. And so, like I said, the audio quality is not excellent, but it gave us a start. It gave us a, a place to start to say, yeah, you know, maybe we can do this. And so it's been a journey from there. It's been continuing evolution in uh, the technology 
and in who's involved. The uh, the two friends that I started it with for personal reasons decided to to leave the show, and uh, you know I kept going. I I, I felt like I, I needed to keep going. And so then we come to maybe what's in it for me might be uh, a question. Why do I do this? Why, besides this, I can do it, and Step 12 tells me to do it. Why am I doing it? And one of the huge parts of doing this podcast is it really has strengthened and deepened my own program of recovery. That every week I'm talking in depth about a particular aspect of recovery, maybe with one or more guests or uh, sometimes often by myself. I have to, I have to think about it. I have to dig out, maybe find some readings in the literature. I have to, to think about what it means for me. I have conversations with my other guests who have maybe differing opinions about what it means to them. And so I learn from them and I get to see recovery from, from other angles. And it's sort of like a meeting in getting a variety of, of opinions, but it's also very much like maybe a, a meeting with a sponsor or a meeting with another Al-Anon where we, we, we talk in depth about something in particular. And it's, it's really helped me to discover more about the program, to discover more about myself, and to come to a deeper understanding of how recovery is working in my life. Another thing that's been really fun is to meet, at least meet virtually, people from all over the United States and, and in fact, around the world, and to have have input, have sharing from from these people for for to have conversations with other people who are not just in my local area, and so I tend to go to a few meetings and. Those meetings have a particular approach to recovery, and a lot of the people in my area have maybe similar approaches to recovery. And so sharing the program, having other people not not from here, not from around here, share their program with me, again, gives me a, a, a broader understanding of how recovery can work in, in people's lives. And just to, to form friendships with with people that I have never met in person and maybe I never will meet them in person, but we can still talk about and communicate about what's going on in our lives and about how we're sharing this program of recovery together. And you, you let me know that this podcast is, is valuable to you. And that is also a huge factor in, in keeping going, really. And sometimes I find myself wondering why I keep on doing it or thinking, wow, you know, it would be a lot easier to just skip a week. It would be a lot easier to not, not do the podcast this week. It's usually maybe I'm tired and hungry. Uh, maybe I'm feeling like there just isn't enough time in the week to do all of the things that I want to do or that I have to do. And so it's like, well, I don't know. And then I'll get an email like this one that came a few days ago into my inbox. I've recently discovered your podcast, and I am so glad I did. 
I've been attending Al-Anon since last December, and my wife entered a program last month and is now 34 days sober. What's funny is I felt the program was really helping me during her active drinking, but when she entered treatment, and especially when she came home, I felt as though I was starting over. Although I've been attending Al-Anon for 10 months, I've only completed step one and I don't have a sponsor. Due to work, child care, and availability, I can only attend one meeting per week and have had difficulty finding a sponsor at that meeting. I found another meeting I was able to make it to this week, and while I enjoyed the new meeting, still no sponsor. So my question is this. Does a sponsor need to be part of your home group? Can a sponsor be more virtual? Also, how do you suggest finding one find more meetings in groups when access to them is limited? So thank you for your podcast. It has been so helpful. Best, Nicole. That sort of email just lifts me up. It lifts me up and it encourages me to keep going. It encourages me to to take the time, to take the energy, to do the podcast this week, to to keep on going. Because, you know, partly, yes, it touches my codependency. I want to be of help to other people. I, I feel like I need to be of use. But it also just is so encouraging to to hear that that what i'm doing when i'm when i'm sitting in a room by myself or as i am today i'm sitting uh, outside uh, in a little clearing in the woods uh, talking to my microphone talking to myself uh, to know that you are on really on the other side of the microphone that that you're sitting across the desk from me and i'm talking to you and that what i'm saying um, is is helping you because you tell me it is that that keeps me going that gives me the energy that gives me uh, the power to to do this thing to to put one episode in front of the other to mix that metaphor up a little bit and so thank you Nicole for for your email and uh, I'm 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 glad that we can be here when it's difficult for you to find a meeting the 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 sponsor thing i i have tried personally i'm i'm, I'm just breaking in here and we're going to we're going to talk to Nicole for a minute and hopefully to some of the others of you out there maybe struggling with this thing i have tried to have a remote sponsor uh, who was in a different state and we could only really communicate by email and phone and it it just didn't work for me um i really value being able to sit down face to face with with somebody and and share what's going on um to to talk about what's going on in my life to talk about where i am uh with steps or whatever it is that we happen to be working on uh, to get the full bandwidth of communication including body language that is so important for me um in in having that full communication even by phone, um, if, if I can't see you, it's a lot harder to really get it sometimes. And, and email's even worse that way. It, but if that's, that's the only thing that, that can work for you, then, you know, I guess it can work. I know when I was looking for a sponsor um, one time, I just found myself uh, putting maybe impossible criteria on, on who would be my sponsor that they had to, they had to meet all these different criteria. And I was then not able to pick anybody because they didn't, nobody met my impossible criteria. 
And to some extent, it may be more important to just ask somebody whether they're the perfect sponsor or not than to continue to to go without. Because as your situation changes, Nicole, as your situation changes with your your wife coming home, having somebody who knows your situation, having somebody who, as as we used to say, I'd like to say, already has the backstory. So when you call them, you don't have to explain what's going on. You can just start with where you are right now. Really, really helpful. Uh, and maybe if if you're not maybe not sure you want to commit to a particular person, you could say, look, hey, could you be a temporary sponsor? Or can I call you? You know, if asking somebody to be a sponsor feels like a big step, say, can I call you? And that maybe will turn into something more sponsorish or maybe it won't. Find somebody that you feel that at least you can connect with, even if uh, they're not in your situation Maybe when they share in a meeting, you, you like what they have to say and you feel like you could make a connection. Maybe start there. So, I don't know, that's that's my two cents on, on finding a sponsor. And uh, it's something that I, too, have struggled with, particularly as a man. Uh, there are not as many men in Al-Anon as, as there are women. And so the available, uh, if, as you might put it, sponsor pool is, is somewhat smaller and, and that makes it harder for me also. But... Coming back to <laughs> why I podcast, this sort of email um, that lets me know that this podcast is valuable to you helps to keep me going. And, you know, you support me and you support me by that sort of email supporting me emotionally. You support me financially. I am so grateful to those of you who send me a few bucks now and then to help keep the podcast going, to pay the expenses that we have so that we can be there for you. Um, I really appreciate that. You support me through your sharings, whether uh, email or voicemail, whether it's asking a question or whether it's sharing your experience, strength, and hope on a particular topic. Those are so helpful. Uh, to know that I'm not alone, to know that, that, that somebody's out there listening. You support me by giving me topic ideas and music suggestions, uh, and we'll have share a few of your music suggestions later in this episode. You support me by participating in the show, and some people I particularly think about Ruth, who helped me do the 12 traditions, and Akila, who helped me do the, the 12 concepts of service. Those that was an amazing contribution. It was so helpful. It was great to have a commitment and to know that each month I was I was going to do a, an episode on on one of the traditions or one of the the concepts of service, and that you were going to be there helping me with it, uh, providing your your experience, strength, and hopes, providing your understanding of that, uh, made it just so much well easier, and also I think better. Uh, than if it was just me. I just really, really appreciate those of you who have participated in the show and, and people come and go and it's, you know, I understand that. Uh, and it seems like as one person steps back, another person steps up and, and I'm able to, to, uh, to keep it going. And sometimes you will write to me and you'll say, Hey, I'd really like to do a show on, this topic 
And I'm like, awesome, because I was so stuck for a topic this week. I had no idea what I was going to talk about. And and here you come and you say, I would like to talk about this with you. I'd like to do this topic. It's it's really great. Um, so that helps keep me going, too. Your support, your support helps keep me going, If knowing that you're out there or actively participating. And, you know, this is a we program. The first word of the first step, and I think implicitly the first word of all the steps is we. I cannot do my recovery alone. I cannot do this podcast alone. Even though it's often just me, and I said this before, sitting in front of a microphone by myself, you you know you're there with me. You're sitting across the desk from me as I talk. And I think that's really the bottom line of why I continue to produce this podcast, because it brings us together in recovery. It connects me to you. And to you. And to you. So, thank you for listening. After a short break, we will continue with our lives in recovery, where we talk about how recovery works in our daily lives and in our meetings. Akila sent us a song suggestion. Not specifically for this show, but I'm highlighting some suggestions from you, my listener. She suggests Kelly Clarkson's Because of You. She says, it's all about the effects of growing up with and living with alcoholism. Thanks, Akila. In this section of the podcast, we talk about our lives in recovery, what's happening in our meetings and our lives this week. And it's actually, I think it's been a couple of weeks because I was traveling last weekend. Uh, travel is... Travel is an opportunity for me to practice acceptance and many of the other principles of the program. This too shall pass uh, is a good one. My wife and I flew out to Boulder, Colorado to visit our kid who's working out there. We had a great time. It really, we really did. But travel in both directions uh, is tiring. It was a lot of long lines to stand in, lines to check into the flight, lines to go through airport security, line for the rental car, and and back again. And I just really had to practice acceptance as I stood in line for, I think, over an hour at the rental car desk as I stood in line for at least an hour to check in for flight on the way back. Just had to know that it would come and that we would make our flight because we were there in plenty of time. We would get our rental car and it might take longer than we want it to, but I can be okay in that moment. I don't that. And that being angry and fretful is not going to make any difference in how long it takes me to get through the line. It's only going to make me unhappy. So really grateful, really grateful for those gifts of the program and that, experience. And Colorado was beautiful, by the way. Uh, we took a drive up in the mountains on Saturday. The road we were driving on goes between, I think, about eight and 9,000 feet. And we had gorgeous views of the mountains and the fall color, which is almost completely yellow out there. The aspen trees are, are yellow in the fall. It was deep, deep, deep blue sky. It was beautiful. And and then we got to the end of the road into the city of Estes Park, which was just 
absolutely full of people. I wasn't sure we were going to find a parking space when we wanted to get lunch. So, but we did and we had lunch and it was good. Um, and it was great to see our kid to see where they're living, where they're working and a little bit of the city that they're living in now to understand that, <laughs> that they have their own life and that they're making choices that are not my choices, but that they seem to be right for them and that that's okay. I had an opportunity to reflect recently on this, this question that sometimes comes up about members of other recovery programs coming to, to Al-Anon in particular members of AA coming to Al-Anon. And I know I've said before, I've, I feel that you as a double winner is the term that sometimes applied all of you qualify for Al-Anon because there's somebody in your life whose drinking has affected your life. But I really had the opportunity recently when I was in a meeting and several people came who were also in another program and at least a couple of them expressed a little bit of discomfort of, I, I don't know if I really belong here, but when they shared what they shared connected so well with my experience and the wisdom that they had gained in their recovery was also something that I could connect with that I could take and use for myself. And it was a really a valuable contribution and I need to stay open and I need to hear the message, not the person. And I think that's tradition 12 about principles over personalities that as long as I stay focused in the program and focused on listening to the message of recovery rather than on whether I think that that person belongs or not, uh, I get a lot more and hopefully they do too. Um, so I just wanted to sort of reemphasize that uh, all are welcome in al as long as you have a problem uh, with somebody else's drinking. Uh, and and it just was really driven home in, in a meeting uh, recently. So I wanted to, to say that. And maybe that's about what I've, what I've got here uh, for this section of the podcast. Upcoming topics, I hope to uh, have a uh, conversation about faith and fear, uh, probably centered around one of the, the so-called gifts of Al-Anon statements. And if you have thoughts on faith, fear, worry, uh, we welcome your thoughts. You can join the conversation. Leave us a voicemail or send us an email with your feedback or your questions. And you can do that. You can call and leave a voicemail at 734-707-8795. You can call right now. Just pause the podcast. I'll still be here when you get back. 734-707-8795. You can also use the voicemail button on the website to join the conversation from your computer. If you prefer not to use your voice, you can send email to feedback at com. We'd love to hear from you. Share your experience, strength, and hope, or your questions about today's topic. Of why I'm podcasting. I don't know. You might have questions. Or any of our upcoming topics or past topics. And if you have a topic you'd like us to talk about, let us know. 
The website, which is therecoveryshow.com, has all the information about the show, which includes notes for each episode and occasional blog, links to the music that we talk about, and links to other recovery podcasts and websites. Also, information about how to contact us is on the website at therecoveryshow.com slash contact, or click the contact link at the top of the page. I'm going to take a short break before looking at your email or voicemail contributions. And our second musical selection was suggested by Claudia. Claudia says, I listen to your show while I travel for work. It has given me much needed company, serenity, and comfort as I grieve the death of my daughter who passed away last month as a result of a drug overdose. My song is Amazing by Aerosmith, which describes the moment of clarity when we know there's help for our recovery. God bless, and thank you for working the 12th step in this wonderful way. And thanks, Claudia, for the suggestion. As I mentioned, I really, really value your contributions to the podcast, and here are some that came in recently. An email. Hi, Spencer. Thanks for the last episode about saying yes. I can relate with outward appearances and inward appearances. Many times I was even in denial to myself about what my inward appearances were, especially as a child growing up with a heroin-addicted and alcoholic brother and two parents who would do anything to save him. Now I know that part was a defense mechanism that was useful as a child, but can really hurt me as an adult. As an adult, I had learned to create great outward appearances. I went to college and grad school respectively, and now do high-performance computing for a big oil company. Sounds impressive, huh? Yeah, I create software for supercomputers. But on the inside, like many of us, I suffer with the past and my own insecurities and the future for me and my kids. Their mom abandoned the family after CPS gave me custody of six kids during the divorce due to her substance abuse and behavior. Life was really crazy and scary then. That was six years ago. My youngest is now 11, and I have one in college. My oldest dropped out of college and went to move in with her mom once she was of age because she was mad at me and my stepwife for setting limits. My next oldest is suffering his own sex addiction introduced to him by his mom or friends before I got custody. Every day, one day at a time, is a challenge for me and for all of us. I've learned to say no to everything out of fear of failure, and that has really messed up many parts of my life, including my job. Since Al-Anon, I've learned not to take everything so personally. I use a lot of slogans. One day at a time, let go and let God, this too shall pass. I use the serenity prayer all day long, along with the Lord's Prayer and the prayer on the Just for Today bookmark. I then pray with my own words and meditate every day. And now use the insight timer introduced to me by your show, parenthesis Spencer interjecting here. Thank you, Eric, for uh, bringing that to us. Back to Jeff. I really like that. I try and focus on the good things in life, and I see serenity as a choice. So every day on my day to work, I put on some soft music and practice serenity all the way there. Some days there's still road rage, swearing, and middle finger, but not so much anymore. I read a lot in the literature every day, and when days are really bad, I choose episodes of your podcast and play them all as I code up and spin up a thousand processors and a few terabytes of data. It usually will get me out of a funk so that I'm good to people and work and home, especially spinning up a thousand processors just because it's so damn cool. So thanks for all you do. It makes a big difference to me, Jeff. P.S. Keep the music suggestions coming. I have a playlist of about 30 songs so far of the ones I like. The latest one I added was Fear by Blue October. Love that song. Uh, Thank you for the 
the note, Jeff. A lot of good stuff in there. Uh, slogans. I I also really uh, I connect with the spinning up a thousand processors. I don't get to spin up a thousand processors, but it's really cool to just even spin up a few uh, and and have them do something that that I created. It's really great. A great feeling. Had an email from Michelle. She writes with a topic suggestion. Dominance in meetings is very hard to confront and address as the dominance and fear of my childhood is replayed in dramatic, angry scenario at my group. Would love to hear your thoughts on this. Thanks, Michelle. <sighs> wow. Um, first off, I got to say, I'm, I'm sorry to hear that, that your group has that internal dynamic because um, that's not, not ideal for recovery, to put it mildly. We have, in one of my groups, we're having some differences of opinion between the people who've been in the meeting a long time and some of the, the people who are newly come to the meeting and maybe come with experience from other meetings that do things differently. And we're trying through the group conscience process to find a balance of, of change and stability. Uh, and it's it's hard for me. I've been in that particular meeting for a long time, and and I respect the the people who started the meeting who are still there, and I respect their opinions. But I also tend to agree with the the newcomers on some of the changes that they'd like to see, and and it's really difficult for me to balance those two factors myself without having somebody trying to dominate uh, being factored into the whole experience. Um, I have to think about that and that, that would be an episode I really would want to do with, with some other people. If you actually, if you're listening and you've had experience with this issue in your group and maybe your group was able to somehow uh, work through it, uh, I would love to hear from you. I would love to have a conversation with you about it and we can have maybe a short phone conversation might be five, 10, 20 minutes, uh, to go into the podcast or if you're if you're willing to take a couple hours of your time to do the full podcast with me, I would love to do that too. So if you if you have if you have dealt with this, if you have gone through this in a in a way that did not involve leaving the group, although that sometimes is maybe seems like the only option, uh, I'd love to hear from you, and I'd love to be able to share your your experience and your strength with uh, with my the podcast audience. So let me know. Thanks, Michelle, for that suggestion. Another email. Dear special people at The Recovery Show, I'm so grateful I stumbled onto your website. I stayed up into the wee hours of the morning listening to various podcasts. I'm grateful for the podcast, Do I Stay or Do I Go? And How Has Al-Anon Helped You? Today I listened to the entire podcast by Don C., one hour and three minutes, which is a miracle because I have ADHD and rarely can or desire to sit still that long doing one thing. Many of us, I am sure, have lived parts of Dawn's life and to see the beauty, strength, and joy of recovery in her is amazing. My higher power is God and he is sure busy with those of us who love alcoholics and addicts. I'm a grateful member of another recovery group and my sponsor just suggested I return to Al-Anon as my current husband is white-knuckling it and his behaviors are difficult for me. I'm so very happy I listened to her. Thank you for bringing the strength, hope, and healing to all of us out here who need to hear via your website. I look forward to donating in the near future. God bless, Grace. And and thank you, Grace, for for your kind words. Um, and I got to say, I 
I loved Don C's open talk, which is of course why I put it up uh, on, on the recovery show as, as an episode. And finally, Rachel left a comment on the intimacy episode, which is number 141 on the website. I think that it's a bit biased when you talk about your partner and how they changed. What's their take on it? So they began drinking and you didn't like it. But from what you chose to share, they continued to want a sexual intimacy. You vaguely admitted that as things weren't going the way you wanted, found some kind of solace in someone else. It's an old story. What's your partner's take? How about an AA Al-Anon shared meeting for balance? And you got, you know, Rachel, you've got, got some points there. Um, because yes, my partner's perspective is, is not shared in, in my, my talk. Um, you know, that's my experience. I have thought about maybe trying to do, uh, some shared episodes with her, but, uh, I'm, I'm not emotionally ready for that. I just, I'm going to, I'm going to be upfront about that. I'm not emotionally ready for that. And I don't know if she's interested. I haven't asked. Um, but, uh, thanks for, thanks for your feedback. It doesn't cost you anything to listen to the recovery show, but we do have expenses, which run about $60 a month. You can help to support us and keep us on the web and in your ear in a couple of ways. We have a donation button on the website where you can support us directly, just like Lucy and Anne did. And thank you again, Lucy and Anne for your support. We've put together a list of recovery-related books. If you click on the books link at the top of the page, you'll, you can see them. And if you order one of these books from Amazon through our website, we will receive a small commission. Thank you for your support in whatever form you give it, whether it's sharing the podcast with your friends, just direct them to therecoveryshow.com, or listening to us. We are here for you. Our last song selection, also suggested by Akila is Keep On Singing My Song by Christina Aguilera. Akila says, I swear, she's talking about working the steps here. I'm pretty sure they're all covered. So check that out. Thank you for listening, and please keep coming back. Whatever your problems, there are those among us who have had them too. If we did not talk about it, a problem you are facing today, feel free to contact us so we can talk about it in a future episode. May understanding, love, and peace grow in you one day at a time.